Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 166. How the hell are you, John? I'm a little stressed, Rogers. Yeah. It's a busy day. Busy life. Spending money, buying trucks today. Yeah, you're a truck man now. A truck, sadly. Join the ranks of the pickup What else do you have people. to change in your life now that you're a truck man? Well, I'm going to have to rip the sleeves off of all my t-shirts. <laughs> I see your current flannel design looks strange with the sleeves on, so. <laughs> I'm going to probably have to get a couple Confederate flags up around here. <laughs> um... That makes sense. Those are the big things, as I see them. Maybe a cowboy hat. Uh, Yosemite Sam mud flaps. A <laughs> couple of those, like, female profile stickers. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Go with the heavy girls. I don't know what the... <laughs> hey, there should be some big big size ones. There are. Uh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's been taking up a bit of my time. i that for the Subaru, then. <clears throat> Otherwise... Show my allegiance. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Otherwise, I've been working on painting the Point Hammered Patreon model. Yeah. Uh, I saw it last time, but that was, I guess, about a month ago now. Oh, it's been Three that long. And a half. I got the cloak what? done. I, I got his little hand base coated, but I'm okay. going to so flip uh, gears and do the metal work on him next. Yeah, why don't you snap a pic of it, put it up on the, the Patreon feed. Oh, Pat- I didn't know I could do that. Only, yeah. I did not know I could do that. It's just like, if you log in, it's just like a blog or something, so you'll be able to okay. dick I around th- and figure it out. So, so I can put a whip shot going? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. It's it's uh, it's a little slow going, I'll be honest. I've had some pretty crazy weekends working on the house here, but I'm planning on this three-day weekend, getting a couple hours in every morning, just painting this bad boy. So, yeah. That's cool. Is it fun? Just doing a one-off? It is. It's really, it's interesting. Like, the model looks like it would take a long time to paint, but it's really not that complicated. It's all either, there's a tiny bit of skin. Robes or metal robo. Yeah, the robe's all done. So that's like 50% of the model. Mm -hmm. And then it's just a lot of metal. So I'm just going to kind of do it one little section at a time. You know, base coat black, do your metals. And then do a couple different, you know, there's metal overlaying metal so some of it'll be gold some of it'll be silver colors and then there's a lot of little like glass things and like the eyeballs or it doesn't really have eyeballs it's like some kind of mask so add some color there there's some like weird containers that are kind of floating above them encased in metal so maybe some greens can be worked in and i think it'll go pretty well cool sounds fun it's kind of interesting how you can have something detailed like that, but it's not necessarily tedious the way that, like, those the Arcanite Beastmen or whatever. Yeah, totally. I don't know if it's just with in, inlays on armor in particular is yeah, a that's one of the things that point. really gets me on those guys. That's I think after I'm done with this guy, I'm going to go back to painting those, but I'm just going to pick up one at a time and finish them one at a time. I think I'll make a lot more progress and won't feel bogged down. And then... I don't know. We'll see. I've been thinking about painting my Yudbots after that for Infinity because they're just cool. Little, oh, those are little, like, winged, really, really little tiny, tiny guys. Little tiny winged okay. guys, yeah. Those so cool. Those are handy, too. Yeah. Uh, in your force. I don't know what the hell they do in game. The models just look really cool. They so. attach to your doctor or engineer, basically your sofa tech. Okay. the most likely candidate. Mm-hmm. And then when you ever, whenever you activate her, those little robots also activate. Oh. But they don't have to be in the same place. Oh, cool. So you can cover your your bases so if somebody goes down instead of physically rushing her model all the way over there Ah. using orders you can have one of those little bots basically covering your backfield sure and they run over and so so they can do the skills she can do yeah they do whatever she does oh cool so yeah i didn't know that they don't generate any orders on their own that's why they're like three points okay but since there's no reason if you're not to use them really if if you yeah if in you fact like the list i made last size. time i think i was like six points short so i could have fit them in for free <laughs> yeah so i mean if you don't have the models you don't have them but if, if you have them you'd almost if you're going to take a doctor or engineer type yeah. creature it would have been useful actually because they can fly i believe or at least leap and i had somebody down in a spot that she definitely wasn't getting to without mm-hmm. getting pinned okay. but yeah, i know they're slightly different between the factions yeah or, or maybe not, but yeah, they're quick. 
they're hard to hit and they're just like free models so sure there's no reason not to get them out there so that's what i'm thinking i'll paint those next because i've been i think it'll go quick and the infinity stuff's fun too it's a it'll be like night and day because this mechanical model is so fucking big yeah. but <laughs> these dudes are like the size of like his head or something and every time i go to go, like i paint a beastman for a while then i went back and painted that infinity model and i felt like i needed reading glasses to get it done <laughs> ah nice little chair rumbler there all right so what have you been up to buddy i've been finishing off some terrain pieces for mission critical which already happened yeah, we'll probably talk about that for our event of the week. But mm-hmm. in the aftermath, part of the scenarios was giving uh, each team scenery structures that were three D printed by my buddy Josh. Uh, he's from Half Work Printing. Okay, he's located here in North Central Wisconsin, so he got me the hookup on those. These are three D files that I got in a Kickstarter. Sure, and they're not for like commercial use, but. I picked them up. They're just like 10 bucks or whatever. Yeah. I have all these weird sci-fi, it's called colony, um, structures for okay. like, I don't know, whatever weird little it's co- terrain colonies. Stuff yeah. yeah. So they range from big buildings to like a some kind of land hauler to little scenery bits that are, uh, they're, they're bigger than a than a model, but sure. still kind of small. So, uh, But if you're running a tournament, you can just print out however the much you want for your tournament. So mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> that's what I had them do. And Josh kind of base coded everything, but I went back and I wanted to make sure it matched the rest of my junky terrain. So did some shading with the airbrush, some edge highlights, and basically just finished that a few days ago. I figured if I didn't do it now, it definitely was never going to happen. So. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so got a slew of new new terrain pieces to spice up the Infinity Terrain collection. It's getting quite large. <laughs> and But since then... Um, in between projects, it's a weird. Oh. There's nothing, nothing pressing. So I could pick up some more saga shit. My Byzantines could be expanded, uh, but mainly I'm going to be doing some something for Infinity. I think I talked about that before. I want to do a new faction. So I'm still trying to hammer out what it's going to be. But sure. I'm definitely going to pull the trigger here quite soon. The Maya Cast podcast. They have quarterly contests. And the topic for this one is conversion. So you can enter if you do a conversion. So ah, fun. Uh, so it has to be done by June thirtieth. Plenty the, of time. The quarter end. So yeah, within the next month, whatever I'm gonna dive in on, I'm gonna buy something, convert it, and that'll be the kind of first piece as I go along. So sure. Yeah, stuff I could see myself doing most of the factions. So it's just whatever models are gonna draw me in. They're releasing the new Tunguska stuff oh. in June, but everybody's all over that, so it's going to be a wave. It's basically <laughs> uh, kind of like the high-tech, like Russian mobsters. Okay. So, yeah, totally not set. I'm kind of just enjoying this free free, free time, free wheeling here. The other thing, too, is I have some shade spar shit, so that might be a good little two- or three-week project to paint up one of those factions. Sure. Like little cornholers. One of the ones that appeal to me in that, so maybe <laughs> we'll be seeing some GW product here. Oh, nice, mm-hmm. fun, yeah. I'm gearing up to get a airbrush here, and yeah, it's you start looking at this shit. It's a little bit intimidating because there's so much out there, yeah. and you need so much shit you don't really know. So I went back and dug through the Skull Bros library because they once recorded a podcast all about airbrushes. <clears throat> Took a bunch so of what was- notes on that. So I've had one for a while, and people have been talking about airbrushes for years. Right. So like, what? what's the trigger? What's the trigger, dog? Uh, conversation I had with Braska and Bubbles. Okay, I figured uh, <laughs> that those are uh, heavy proponents of the airbrush. Yeah, so well, you know, I have all these with them. Shade Spire models sitting there, so I want to get the airbrush and make the Shade Spire stuff my first you know, jump into using the airbrush. So I think that'll be perfect because small model counts and relatively open models that should work well for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what I'm going to do. I just don't really know what to do or where to start. So I got a list of stuff here I got from that podcast. I've watched some videos. I've done some research. So I think I'm going to commit to a Badger Chrome, Renegade, Gravity Fed, and then you can get a compressor. You can get a compressor with a tank attached. Yeah. Do you 
you already have a compressor for I got a beast of a compressor yeah, sitting right there. <laughs> but it's I mean it's I loud as how, shit, yeah. so but if you have a tank you can run a hose from outside and have that thing run in the garage or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point. But like a tank might be as much as a compressor, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. The nuance of that would be, but Yeah. I know people use compressors for home projects and such, so yeah. maybe save you a buck or you could dick around with it and then if you know that for you or something and you can yeah dive in on a compressor what otherwise what compressor are you looking at what's the price range on that um i don't have my list here (laughs) so the whole the whole lot of everything and this included some vallejo air paint sets like a full paint set plus a metallic set it was like Mm -hmm. 350 bucks for everything so not a cheap investment yeah yeah that's why i haven't pulled the air or compressors too maybe you could provide some advice or something after you take a look at everything and make a purchase is they can run from like maybe like 60 or 70 bucks to yeah. like 300 yeah and i don't really I think it was 120 to 130 what, is the range of what i was looking what at what the differences are or why some would be more expensive than others sure it would be a interesting topic of discussion yeah i'm assuming that you would you already have some knowledge perhaps in that area <laughs> yeah yeah well you know if you're doing paint with a standard compressor you got to get like water traps and but i don't like there's because i've sprayed automotive paint before but i imagine this is a lot simpler <laughs> so mm-hmm. like you probably don't need a water trap you probably you know you don't your paint's obviously not extremely toxic so you don't need the the safety gear but so yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to this it's just kind of hard to pull the trigger on on the big cost right now mm-hmm. considering i bought a truck today <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, like we said, I got to go out and buy all this rebel flags. <laughs> you know, cowboy boots aren't cheap, dude. Forty bucks in on some Confederate flags. <laughs> so okay, that'll yeah. be cool. Yeah, glad you're on board. Be interested to see what you can do. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you need like a, a vent system because you see some people swear by you need this like way to vent the air out so you're not breathing it. And most people are like that's fucking dumb. Don't do that. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm not sure. I do know that it's recommended to use a respirator. Yeah. When you're actually spraying stuff. I open my window and yeah. then just wear whatever the paint mask. Sure. So. Okay. Um, That's good info. If you talk to Broska and Bubbles, I think both of them. Broska is the one who told me that it should be using one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, don't know otherwise. Just little <laughs> micro particles getting right. all up in your lungs. So. Yep. <laughs> I, mean, and I, I think I, I get enough of that on the renovations. Yeah, you don't have so. to know a lot about safety to <laughs> realize it's probably not the best. So yeah. So okay. Yeah, I'll, I will update people with what I go with and how it works out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe get a list of everything. Yeah. Once you do make it, and pop it up on the Patreon page. Oh sure. Because people, it, you know, you kind of know stuff, and it's daunting for you. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, to start um, imagine from scratch, if you're maybe. yeah coming in from scratch. Sure, you know, it's just handy to have another person who can just copy their their kit or something. Yeah, because I think that's how I started. Was Domus? If you look on the Magnificent Bastards blog, he does have an airbrush post from when he started that basically just lists everything that he bought. Yeah, so I copied most of that from sure. for my stuff. So okay. Yeah, that's good info. I got to start doing something with this Patreon blog. I didn't even know that was a thing. So. <laughs> yeah, baby. Okay, with the, let's talk about Mission Critical. Mission Critical. Yeah, you were there. I Get was up there. that Friday night. Friday, didn't yeah. fully participate, but that's all right. Made things nice and even. Yeah. So you got a game of Infinity in against Bubs there. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. We didn't play it till we were well in the bag. But, yeah. And it was late, and he had driven 11 hours that day, but... <laughs> I had a good time. Yeah, that was amazing. Bubs drove drove over. So yeah, last time I played him, he really schmucked me. His sniper pretty much picked off most of my force because I was a real muppet uh-huh. when I was playing that time. But this time, I really I got the one up on him pretty good. Oh, cool! Yeah, <laughs> yeah I kicked his ass pretty good, and yeah, I think he called it like turn two. He's like, "Yeah, this is this is definitely over," and nice. I gotta go to bed. What so. was the uh, key piece for you? The fucking pieces. missile launcher is pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. That was like the... Were you killing stuff in ARO or on an active turn? Both. <laughs> yeah. Mostly it was... No, I'd say it was a fair mix of both, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're just popping off missile shots and... Because the template is pretty powerful. You're schmucking multiple yeah, dudes. If you when hit you something... these little link teams, you can yeah, pop all three of them. Yeah, the templates are the anti-link team piece there, so... Yeah. Um, 
and the range is you, awesome. You hit it, yeah, plus six you're going to gonna kill it at, at a good range. So the issue is the burst. Yeah, so it was fun though. I'd I'd really like to play more Infinity. I had a really good time with it. So. Okay, yeah, get some more Infinity going. Trying to rejuvenate the area. So how'd the overall event go? Talk about that. Yeah, it went good. So we had 24 folks coming in. Bubbles drove from uh, Toronto there, but the cake came from this guy, Edwin, who flew up from Panama to join <laughs> in the fray. So nice. He's fucking cool. So, yeah, a lot of folks from the Twin Cities and decent number of local Wisconsin folks. So it was a good... <laughs> the The mix was... A lot of noobs and then, like, a lot of veterans and then, like, not a lot in between there. So some of the teams were composed purely of noobs because you could decide if you wanted, you know, to partner with your buddies who are also noobs. Sure. So uh, we had about three competitive teams and then three kind of noobish teams. So mm. split everybody up. But cool. Yeah, we played some asymmetrical games were with the aforementioned scenery structures. Each team had a little base on the starship, the Roanoke, and basically it was like a big starliner ship that was kind of taken over by some uh, biological experiments run amok. Your mm. standard uh, sci-fi fair. <laughs> but in this case, it was the symbiomates that kind of went crazy. Um, the So Raj Corp was our, our villain here. They're experimenting with the, <laughs> the symbiomates. And so it was kind of a mix of Pokemon and like Gremlins 2, perhaps. <laughs> Any uh, touch of alien weird, mixed in there? Touch of aliens, yeah. yeah. And uh, so this ship was coming in on like a high burn through the Neoterra system. So they kind of dropped off their their teams, and then they set up a little base with their hacking equipment and their processors and stuff they needed to like analyze these little bastards. And so each round, someone would have to defend their base against another person, and then one of the team members would attack a different base to sure. attack and defend. And then the other two people would go out hunting for the little symbiomate bastards <laughs> and trying to gather them up and haul them in. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it went, went pretty well. People seemed to have a lot of fun. Just kind of a worked out well was just limiting those scenarios and not just keep doing new scenarios every round. So. You got to play the attack and defense twice, once as attacker and once as defender, and you got to do the uh, hunting down the little bastards twice. And okay. then I think we played firefight for the first round. So um, it kind of helped cement the kind of knowledge. You weren't con- trying to learn something new each round, like a new scratch-built scenario. Each sure. round you're trying to process. So people could kind of tell you, your other teammates could tell you, oh, if you're defending, do this. Or if you're attacking, try to go for this because this isn't going to work. Sure. So there's some of that going on. And so then team strategies. if you're hunting, the yeah. The game was Yeah, alive. trying to develop some of that, that meta. I don't think it was super successful, but uh, we definitely had some of that. And then so they had the three games Saturday. And then on Saturday night, the uh, in Infinity, there's like the United Nations call O12. And they come in and like ruin everything, and sure, because um, then Infinity everything's on the the, the DL. There's no open conflicts because that would you know create a catastrophic <laughs> apocalyptic war. So everything's <laughs> on the DL. Sure. So the O12 guys showed up on the ship and kind of cooled the jets for uh, you know however long from round three to the start of round four. But in the meantime, on this ship, the little symbiote creatures, some are smarter than others, some are real animalistic, and some are like weird cyborgs. But some are really smart, and they developed into like these warring tribes and like developed like a culture on there. So <laughs> some of them had like little bows and blowpipes and spears and stuff, and they put on like face paint. Okay. And um, so they invited the players. So their sport is they hunt down their other, their brethren. Yeah. So they don't actually fight each other, they're like opposed. But the way that they fight is they capture the other symbiomates on the ship, and then they put them into, like, pit fighting rings. <laughs> so basically kind of like a Pokemon. So the two the two teams had, to, with whatever symbiomates they had already captured, they had their own little stats and stuff. So they formed their little three-man teams, and they went head-to-head in, like, a little fight sure. between the little bastards. So that was a lot of fun. People got a <laughs> kick out of that. Okay. And then the following day was the wrap-up. Basically continued the way that I described with those scenarios. There was a top table. We played it on a six by four, 
but I just basically cut a foot off each end that nobody could deploy in or do anything, but kind of freaked him out playing on a six by four. <laughs> yeah. And of course there was a big, um, his name was Mr. Piggles. So he was a big baddie symbiomate that had, he's the one who released all the other symbiomates and started the whole slaughter of the scientists and the crew and everything. So, so we got like a boss fight going on at the yeah, end. Yeah. So their goal was to hunt him down and he had, he'd been on the ship for like a decade. So, you know, he's in the labs and stuff. So he built himself like a huge uh, symbiont armor. That's what the Toha <laughs> use. It's like a biological organic sure. material. So he built himself a big suit of like symbiont armor, that, <laughs> you know, a big meat suit. But he, the model I used was the, the Dreamer from Malifaux, which okay. is like the huge forearmed demonic looking creature. Sure. So it was kind of, it looks kind of like a grown up version of a, a symbiote mate. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. It's on the top table, their goal. Well, the mat I used was a, a four by six, like I said. And it came from Hot Dice Miniatures. It's the one that he sent me. And it has two kind of open space areas. So it's like a starship, but then there's like maybe like a six by 10 area where it'd be like a, I don't know, you know, open up to space, airlock or whatever oh, you would call it. Sure. So I cover those with some MDF terrain pieces that I made, and their goal was to lure Mr. Piggles over to there and then uh, blast, into space. blast the, the D-charges <laughs> and shoot them out into space. And then their dropship, instead of picking them up, would just open up its cargo hatch and then scoop up Mr. Piggles. <laughs> and then they'd have to catch up with you know They take the uh, you know ejection tubes out, and they catch up with them later. Sure. So, um, yeah, a lot of moving pieces there. At, at that table, I kind of had to, like, chaperone and kind of control Mr. Piggles a little bit and yeah. kind of just play it by ear, um, which I wouldn't recommend that or do it again because it, it's like the last scenario. So there's other stuff I want to get from the players, and, you know, they don't know what to do with their symbiomates after the game. Just, you know, do they just give them back or, you know, whatever? So there was some, sure. like, bookkeeping stuff that, like, I couldn't really do because I was trying to watch this game and control sure. Mr. Piggles. So, uh, but in the end, um, the purple team, I think the purple, I can't remember, Carmine. Good job. Good. Whatever team's here, Carmine, purple, whatever, violet, because I used fancy names of colors. So blue was azure, red was Carmine, (laughs) and purple was violet. So that's that's what I chose to use. So the violet team, um, they did manage to suck out Mr. Piggles there. It was really close. (laughs) Uh, Basically came down to the last roll of the game and then they blew the hatches and sucked them out and then for the rest of the tables the teams were competing to kind of put in the final hack into the ai program of the ship and kind of uh direct it to wherever they wanted it to go so some some teams wanted to bring it into uh you know some kind of orbit so they could rendezvous with it um other teams wanted just to eject it out and keep it going through the star system instead of rendezvousing so you know whatever your bosses told you they wanted to do with the ship the teams were all hacking trying to accomplish that at the same time sure so the final result was team violet also won that objective oh wow and since they got that one um basically you know you completed the top table objective the final objective um their battle scores were high enough elsewhere that it carried them to victory just by a little tiny margin and their objective was to crash the ship directly into Neoterra. <laughs> so that's uh, what happened with the starship at the end. So mm. destroyed a large swath of uh, some city down there. That's yeah. the capital of Pan Oceania. Sure. So, uh, yeah. That was kind of the Sounds whole fun. story, the tale. It was fun to run. It's pretty exhausting, pretty daunting. Got some, some good ideas, though, for next year. Yeah. As far as I want to do for teams and storyline and stuff like that, so okay, cool. Yeah, overall, good fucking times, man. Badass got me pumped. <laughs> so, you got an audiobook, regular book. Smooth yeah, it along so here. After getting through that magic book that was horrible, <laughs> which was book seven in the original MTG series, I picked which which was called Prodigal Sorcerer. Don't bother with it. I shouldn't even bring up the title because it was that bad. Mm-hmm. But I did finish it just on principle. <laughs> yeah. I picked up uh, the next book in the Horus Heresy series for me, which is the second book, which is called False Gods. And it's pretty awesome. So, so you read the first one already? Yeah, since? I talked about that before. So the first one was really awesome. 
The second one is also really awesome. Okay. The the story continues, obviously. It's the vibe changes though, and it's like the first one everything was like po- positive and like a lot of good shit happening and everything's awesome. And then the second book is when like chaos starts making its move and it, oh, it, gosh. Uh, it really can't these guys just get along the vibe changes and i mean you know where it's gonna go in the end but you're still rooting, <laughs> rooting from the uh-huh you know like horace not to not to be corrupted and and then you're kind of cursing the chaos character that's making it happen and mm-hmm. but like it's pretty interesting because of that phase of development the empire or the you know the the imperium didn't know about like chaos had no idea what it was you know, they knew that the warp was there because they traveled through it but they didn't really know anything about chaos or chaos energy so they're learning as they go mm-hmm. as they go and it's not going very well <laughs> right now yeah so but the, like the story's awesome the characters are really awesome so i'm, I'm very much enjoying it but i enjoyed the first one better because just it had a positive vibe to it whereas this one's like oh man i don't want to see bad stuff happen mm-hmm. <laughs> or read bad whatever you so do. what is your uh 40k motivation for starting an army no, on a zero. zero to zero to 100 scale has mm, it zero in effect so it was a zero and it's still a zero yeah in the moment and that's just due to all the other bullshit once my house renovation's done i don't know maybe can't, can't speak to that yeah i can't can't <laughs> talk about that i don't know but right now well, I think Zero. you're at least at a one then. No. You won't. You're at a can neither confirm nor deny situation. So <laughs> it's not a flat out. <laughs> it's a zero. That's is not going to happen. So. <laughs> All right. So right now I just don't have time for anything. So I'm not, I'm not trying to start any projects. So. Mm-hmm. All right, man. What about you? You've been fucking reading Yeah, I finished The Handmaid's Tale. Really okay. good. Kind of a shorter book too as far as sprawling. Yeah. fantasy or sci-fi novels go it's probably about the half the length of those and yeah just really well written hardly recommend it good good story well written not a lot happens but <laughs> it's uh this was the kelly pick yeah kelly pick so she's just about that one thing is as a crazy like twist ending that ah. is i can't really say anything about but yeah okay uh, really, you don't want to really, have a spoiler really shocked me is this a new book or an old book yeah it's written in the late 80s no so i don't like I guess. But it's, it's had a resurgence because it just became a TV show. Sure. And okay. then, um, you know, with you know the Trump stuff, she's, the author is like, yeah, you know, I was trying to foreshadow, you know, what, what the kind of stuff that's happening now. <laughs> trying to say that stuff. So Okay. I don't really buy that, but that's what's being said. Yeah. I've been um, – started a new book, Red Mars. That's part of a series, Red Mars, Blue Mars, Green Mars. Um, sci-fi. I think it's just about the colonization of Mars. Sure. In a Sounds like it. <laughs> setting. So it's pretty highly regarded. I think it's yeah. won some rewards. And literally in the first like 10 or 15 pages. So I don't know where the hell it's going, but that's okay. what I've started. This is paper or audio? Yeah, doing paper on okay. this one. Sure. Obsession, John? Anything? Still hooked on RimWorld, buddy. <laughs> so how many more... How many hours have you put in since? I have cut do? back a bit. I'm at 222 hours. Okay, so you're like at 140 something over so, a, like a four week period. So I've it's s- been about another four week period. So it's been about 80 hours. So I've literally played maybe three or four games total, and I've yet to get off the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's one of the ways you win is by building a ship and getting on. That might be the only way you win. But so yeah, you can build a ship or you can travel to the ship. And I I got this colony going now that I'm like a butt hair away. All I need to do is find a little uranium, <laughs> and I and I got everything else built and I'm off this bitch. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really close. I'm hoping once I finally get off the rim world that. I'll actually get off the room world <laughs> for at least a little while. Uh-huh. So, but it's still like super fun and interesting and is really addictive. I'll say that for it. And I've also like the latest game, I started messing with a bunch of additional mods, things like breaking down worn out clothing, mending worn out clothing and weapons. Um, <laughs> that's the big one. And some of the things that just make gameplay easier, uh-huh. like, mining entire veins instead of having to click every fucking thing and click mine and mm-hmm. just things like that so so yeah it's a real hoot though i still highly recommend it okay well i'll tell you after mission critical is over i did log into steam 
mm-hmm. probably for the first time in several years. Yeah. And then I did did do a search and look at it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I couldn't couldn't pull the trigger at this yeah. time. <laughs> but um, it's, it's a little... I feel like I do want to play a game or something. Just take a chill. Yeah. Take I'll, a chill pill a in really between projects. One. It's really fucking fun and it scratches all the itches. You know, so mm-hmm. I'd recommend... I'd probably recommend just watching a couple of YouTube videos. Maybe start with like a... Because the current version is beta 18. And then he's saying the guy that makes it says the next version will be proper release number one. And so what he does in between releases is just fixes some of the bugs that are noted and then incorporates any of the real popular mods into the official game itself. So, yeah. So if you want to get into it, I don't know. I can hit you up with a few mods that'll make your life easier right away. <laughs> but like if you just watch a couple at least begin games on YouTube, you just kind of see how the beginning game goes and just what the controls are and get a feel for it cuz there is, there's probably a tutorial mode, so yeah, you could just do that too. But mm-hmm. anyways, <laughs> I I've talked about RimWorld enough on here. Yeah, I think so. I'm having a real a real blast with it still though. Like the with the mods and the just so you can like build your colony and do that, but I mean, trying to work out a way to make my next game a nomadic game. So you land on the map and you do your thing, but within you just set a set a number of days. Like in 15 days, I have to pack up and go to go somewhere and then start again. Where you just mm-hmm. try to like get around and then so your goal ends up being like I'm going to take out this faction completely and then I'm going to make it to the ship to get off the planet, something like that. So, so setting your personal goals. Yeah. Well, that like that's one of the main game goals is like early on in every game you get a message on the com that says, "Hey, there's a ship in this location. If you make it there, I can get you off planet." And mm-hmm. it's always like a crazy far journey. So yeah, so you can win that way. So you could like, "All right, I want to kill this entire faction cuz they're dicks." And then I'm getting off the planet. So mm-hmm. like, a, but you never like have a big, huge base and all that. You're always on the move, starting little new bases okay. and set up, gather some resources, move on. So cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> I could do this all day. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what have you been obsessing yeah, over? Not too much. We're still going through the office. One thing is, I thought that I saw all the seasons, but we're in the last season now, and there's like weird characters that I've never seen before. Mm. So interesting. Uh, some new territory here. Oh, nice. Fun stuff. It is a little bit played out by uh, season nine, I think. But uh, yeah, I think we just got fifteen or sixteen episodes to go here. <laughs> Jesus. So we got a TV time there. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Yeah. That's good shit. So you got a music pick, my man? All right, I do. I've been hurting for music, even though I just bought like four CDs. None of them. Was really stuck yet. Oh, I'm tickled your pickle. So I've been digging back through the archives. I've been on a real '90s hip hop kick here. Okay. So we're gonna fucking like, what, like Montel Jordan or. Well, the first pick here is gonna be some Sir Mix a Lot <laughs> from the '90s. Uh, I fucking nice. love this tune, and the like the bass beat is like one of the ba- best bass beats in any song that I'm aware of right now. So it's just tits. This is called My Posse's on Broadway. <laughs> To keep you suckers tripping Everybody's looking If you're jealous, turn around The AMG kick Keeps us closer to the ground We're getting good grip From the 50 series tires The Alpine's bumping But I need the volume higher Cause the 808 kick drum Makes the girlies get dumb We're rolling Rainier And the jealous wanna get some Every time we do this Sucker MCs wanna battle I'm the man they love to hate The J.R.U. Wing of Seattle Pick up the posse On 23rd and Jackson Heading for the strip Yes, we're looking for some action The limo's kinda crowded The whole car was leaning back Maharaji's watching TV With two girlies on his lap On Martin Luther the king, the set looks kind of dead. We need a new street, so posse move ahead. And we all look kind of swath. The crew you can't forget. The mix a lot, posse cola ripping up the set. My posse's on Broadway. My posse's on Broadway. Posse up. My posse's on Broadway. My posse's on Broadway. 
Sensation is the teenage lady killer Maharaji's on the death side Dancing like a freak The girlies see his booty And the knees get weak Larry is the white guy People think he's funny A real estate investor Who makes a lot of money Clacking lots of dollars We all got gold Cruising in his bins And ain't got no place to go Will in 23rd We saw nothing but thugs The girlies was too skinny From smoking all them drugs Cause the rock man got them And their butts just dropped The freaks look depressed Because our bins won't stop at 23rd and Union, the driver broke left. Kevin shouted, Broadway, it's time to get deaf. My girl blew me a kiss. She said I was the best. She's looking mighty freaky in a black silk dress. The closer that we get, the crazier I feel. My posse's on Broadway, it's time to get ill. My posse's on Broadway. We put them on the hood, some sat up with the driver, they made him feel good. The posse's getting bigger, there's much too many freaks. My muffler's dragging, my suspension's getting weak. Now the freaks are getting hungry and mix a lot streeting. We stopped at Taco Bell for some Mexican eating, but Taco Bell was closed, the girls was on my tip. They said, go back the other way, we'll stop and eat a dick. Dick's is the place where the cool hang out. The swaths like to play and the rich flaunt clout. Posse to the burger stand, so big we walk in twos. We're getting dirty looks from those other sucker crews. Kick sensation dropped a 20 and didn't even miss it. Skeezer from another crew. She picked it up and kissed it. Her boyfriend's illin', he went to slap her face. My homeboy PLB, cold sprayed the boy with mace. Cause I never like to bunk. Who beat up on his girl? If you don't have game, then let her leave your world. We took his girl with us. With him, she rode the bus. She gave the boy the finger and the sucker starts to cuss. Boy, I got a deaf posse, you got a bunch of dudes. You're broke, cold, crying about the rock man blues. You beat up on your girl, and now you're all upset. She's with the mix a lot posse on the Broadway set. Fucking sir, mix a lot. If I can love that tune, blast from it's the classic, past. dude. So I have to say, I haven't really explored the Sir Mixicot, Sir Mixicot uh, discography there. Well, that's off the Swass CD, which is my fave. But <laughs> so if you're gonna check into one, <laughs> that's the one. To check do. out Swass. Okay. So what do you got for a point hammer? Point hammer history, history. John. This is our anniversary episode, baby. I know. Nine years. Nine long. Years. <laughs> it's around June. June 9th is the actual day. So you can already tell we haven't really put any special effort for uh, the nine year, but the 10 year, <laughs> we'll make a call or two at least. <laughs> but I can't guarantee, guarantee anything's going to happen, but. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, nine years, 183 uploads. Nice. All of it's still on the feed there. Oh, yeah. Average in about 20 years. So <laughs> that's a pretty good clip. Still yeah. going. No plans to stop at the moment. At the moment, <laughs> can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> what do you think? Let's take votes. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to hit the ten. Hit the ten at least. Okay, and then uh, maybe reassess at that time. Seems right. a, seems a good cutoff. <laughs> I mean, because if you go past ten, you might you, you're talking like a fifteen or a twenty year yeah. window. Then, oh, I feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, how old were you when we started then? Well, nine years ago, see. I would have been thirty-one because I'm forty now. So I've been twenty-six, <laughs> <I'm> thirty-five 
Uh, yeah, it was a. It's depressing. <laughs> just a young pup. <laughs> Fortunately, like the vast silences here, because we're yeah, this is hitting me. It's hitting me like a blow. Uh-huh. This all this silence will get truncated out. Uh-huh. How many times have you masturbated since two thousand nine, John? Oh, I don't know. Like, you're the kind of guy that it looks like you keep an Excel spreadsheet or something. <laughs> Not for that. Based that's, off categories of. That's that's no. And there's some things that just don't matter that much. <laughs> like you don't keep a a track of all the meals you eat or every time you take a drink of water. Uh, some people do now. <laughs> you don't. Well, I don't. So, mm-hmm. so it's all on. It's just one of those like normal life sustaining things. <laughs> uh-huh. Dragging the old carcass out to yeah. the laptop every day. <laughs> so yeah, had to uh, mention that. Otherwise, I did want to talk. We played a game of Netrunner. What'd you yeah, think of that? we did. What did you think of that? It was fun. It seemed like a cool dynamic. I had a good time. I would I would play it again. Okay, yeah. I was the runner. Yeah. Or the hacker. What What is he called? They call runner because okay. you make runs on the different servers there. So You were naturally the corporation. Corporation. Raj Corp. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> yeah, I so say the corp. Yeah, it's cool. It has some asymmetric gameplay. I do know that the Legend of the Five Rings game is similar to this but um it's kind of both players are doing both aspects of that game i think that's why that's popular is um you're different clans of stuff sure but you set up your little fortresses and your scoring objectives and then the other guy comes at them and then sure. you do the same thing to the other guy okay so it is kind of more balanced in that respect i, I do think in the overall i think the runner has a slight advantage okay just from like tournament games and stuff, but if you go to tournaments, you both have to play as the corp, and then once as a runner. And seemed like I don't know what once once you got the bad publicity that really fucking set me up. <laughs> that helped me out quite a bit. Yeah, that's a pretty good uh, little piece of kit there. If you can get as two a, or three as a of those runner, going on a person, yeah, as a runner, there's stuff that you can do to get bad publicity on the other guy. Like there's uh, one where I have to I have to pay five five credits or take a bad publicity. Mm. So if you wait until I don't have five credits, <laughs> then you get that out. Nice. And, uh, if I had two or three of those going on, yeah. It like, even as it was, I got a couple of good breaks there. But mm-hmm. I think we called it, and you were in the lead, though. Yeah, just like we both had two objectives. I think yeah. mine were slightly more valuable, but mm-hmm. uh, we could have kept going. The interesting thing about that game is there's lots of s- morale swings as far as you f- you feel like you can't do anything, like sure. it's hopeless. Because there'll be points where you can get into the servers and I can't stop you. Yeah. And then it's like hopeless for me. <laughs> or I have the right ice up and you don't have the right icebreakers. So yeah. it feels hopeless for you. That's what happened in the, in the early game there. You, you just draw a few more cards and then it <laughs> completely swings around one way or the other. So it's one thing I've noticed with that game where um, you're actually in it the whole time, but it feels... <laughs> you know, there's a, a turn or two where you, you can't get in and you just have to draw more cars and build up your resources. Yeah. And then same thing as the corp. One thing with the corp, though, is there's hidden information. So I might know that I can't stop you, but you don't you don't know it yet because you haven't hit the ice or haven't, like, prodded my defenses. Right, and you're just bluffing me. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it, it's a fun game. I like the, the lore of it and everything, so... Uh, played a game with Bear. He seemed to enjoy it. Mm. And I played a game with Mason up in Wausau. Oh, nice. So he, he thought <laughs> it was fun, too. So just doing the rounds with everybody. It's cool. It, you know, it's, it's like a board game, card game. It has a meat to it that you can sit down and play and get a fulfilling experience without having to set up a bunch of models and stuff. So Yeah, totally. Um, it's just a, just a fun option out there. Okay. So cool. Yeah, I'm glad, glad you enjoyed it. Play it again. Sure. Do you have a podcast, my man? Yeah, I'll talk about a few things. So I've been consuming a lot of NPR. I've, I've fucking just did like a 20-hour house project, so I've mm-hmm. been just mad listening to podcasts. But another shout-out to Freakonomics and Radiolab, which are the two fucking best. <laughs> but I do want to talk about the latest, the revitalization, whatever, the bringing back of the Garage Gamer. They put out an episode about the Star Trek Ascension it's like a, I guess it's a board game. Okay. And that's a great episode. Like, if you're into board games, you should listen to that episode, and people would probably be into that game, I think. I, I guess I grew up on Star Trek, so I'm a little bit of a Star Trek nerd. Yeah. But, like, 
I'm, fucking I'm sensing that from you. Barnett and Harrison actually speak Klingon. <laughs> like, like those dudes are fucking Star Trek nerds. So it, it's a really good episode. They talk about the Star Trek Ascension board game and some of the uh-huh. um, add-ons. You for picked the it up, John? Factions. No, it's pretty pricey. It sounds like like the game's ninety bucks and the add-ons of thirty-five sure bucks a pop. Yeah. And there's three or four of them. It's one so of those table sprawling affairs. So yeah, it but it sounded like, really fun. It sounded like definitely like something I would like to play if somebody had it. But it sounded like also a commitment. Like it's a three three four hour game. So, but those dudes sounded like they're having a damn good time with it. Mm-hmm. One thing also on a related to your last comment note, you might reach out and see if uh if you can do an ascension thing if you had a way to play with dave you could do a garage gamer on that because netrunner was a lot of fun and that would make a really good garage gamer episode mm. so okay tie the cast together dude tie tie that knot but so yeah shout out to those guys and them bringing it back then they have another episode out about i think the last jedi game and so i'm gonna i got that one cued for my next uh next house project tonight or tomorrow so excellent yeah, yeah. check it out garage gamer okay what do you um, got up. for a useful hobby product? Well, this actually kind of ties in pretty well with you. So mine is the Airbrush Badger Paint Mixer. So Ooh, I don't yeah. know if this is on your list, but no. you should consider it. So basically, it's a little wand with batteries, and at the end is a little, looks like a little cog or something, and it basically just spins. So you can put it in a, put your paint in a little cup and mix it up. So for mixing two different colors or for thinning or what? What I use it for and what I think it's valuable for, so... You mentioned you're just going to buy the Vallejo airbrush paints, yeah. and those work pretty much fine. Um, you can kind of do some backflow stuff to mix in your little uh, little cup that's actually on the airbrush. So I, I don't use this for just painting models, but I do use it for terrain because you can blow through a lot of paint. Sure. So if you're just using the little bottles of whatever airbrush paint, yeah, um, you're burning up a lot of high-quality <laughs> premium product. So what I use it for is you can buy craft store paint, put a couple dollops in a little little cup, sure. add a shitload of water, whatever the whatever the hell else you want, to tint it whatever color you want, then zip it up, and then it runs perfectly fine through the airbrush. So you're and thinning you're, with water, or you're thinning yeah, with alcohol. Yeah, just using water. Water, okay. Um, and then with that little paint mister, just. Zzzz. I think it'd be really fun for harassing your wife as well. <laughs> Use it for that on several occasions. I do uh, that on a large scale. You know, you ever do a tile pro- project, there's a mixer that goes on a huge drill. Mm-hmm. You have to get a like, big drill for it that'll kick the mixer over and mix a big fucking five-gallon bucket of mortar or, or okay. grout or whatever. So, yeah. I got experience with that on a large scale. Okay. Well, no. Use what you got, John. Just- <laughs> Get a couple gallons of house paint mixed up. Get your black going. Uh, lifetime supply for the entire Midwest gaming community. Airbrush paint. So. Only twelve dollars a bottle. Yeah. So this thing is less than less than ten bucks. I think I saw it on eBay for nine bucks when I did a cursory search. So highly recommend it. Is it rechargeable? For, Does it take double A's? Battery? Um. Yeah. I think it takes store bought batteries. Not okay. Weird little tiny batteries. It has a pretty big handle. So. Uh, very cool, handy thing, especially for terrain. Um, otherwise, yeah, for, if you're just painting models, I guess I can't really see the use, but um, would be would be handy. Okay, cool, so, good tip, buddy. Yeah, John, I'm looking at my agenda here. <laughs> sex I'm toy. Seeing a sex toy segment. Tell me, so, tell me you got something. I was listening to. God, it had to have been one of the maybe Tom, Steve, Dave, or something, but they were talking about unicorn sex toys just briefly in passing okay or as mentioned so i'd been doing a little research on unicorn based sex toys mm-hmm. and it's weird how popular this is so i'm picturing a, a unicorn dong horn or is there uh, is the there is there more item? is there more to this john is the dildo but it's a unicorn horn and typically they're very brightly colored but mm-hmm. also there's like the furby crowd there's like unicorn I guess suits. What do you want to call outfits? Uh, costumes. Yeah. Costume. Yeah. Probably be the word. The whole unicorn. Uh, there's a lot of people that want to bang unicorns, <laughs> especially with the horn. Wait, John, it's a noble creature. I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> it's pure, Rogers. You this is an me. offense to my sensibilities. If you're out in your yard doing some cleanup, and then there's unicorn 
comes out of nowhere, <laughs> bends over. It's like, you know, you want to. <laughs> You're like, mm, all right. All right. <laughs> you are yeah. a magical creature. I'm not attracted all. to horses per se, but <laughs> a magical creature such as yourself. <laughs> I can make an exception. <laughs> you you could always tell yourself that he magicked you later. <laughs> <laughs> I was ensorcelled, man. I had no choice. I was ensorcelled. <laughs> <laughs> so... Either way, if you start doing a little the digging The fucking DNR this. comes out. If I can pop that horn off. I'm like, we got you, sir. <laughs> this is you're, a normal horse. <laughs> you're busted. You got, it's like a tranny trick. You got tricked by a normal horse into banging it because it put a fake unicorn horn on. This is a fucking sting operation from the Department of Natural Resources. That, that fucking dude from To Catch a Predator comes out. He's like, hey, why don't you have a seat? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what were you doing with that horse? Like, uh, well, I, I I thought it was a unicorn. <laughs> Does it really matter, sir? <laughs> what you're telling what? me? You you think it'd be all right? What are you doing? What are you doing with the bottle of Snow Creek Berry Boons <laughs> and the condom, sir? <laughs> so, uh, anyways, okay. yeah, it was pretty entertaining. I think it would make good gag gifts to like get some kind of unicorn dildos and give them to people but they're not mm-hmm. you have to go in with a couple people because they're um, not they're not cheap for some reason maybe a pack of this year we can have a unicorn party out in the pool area oh nice just <laughs> don't know who who's who's who and just start groping feeling i believe i even saw unicorn tails attached to butt plugs so if you wanted to walk around with a tail that was like a shimmery <laughs> unicorn tail you could insert said butt plug <laughs> and awesome. walk around with this big unicorn tail, dude. That Pretty slick, cool. huh? Yeah. So it's a thing, man. Check it out. People want to have sex with fantasy creatures. I think we've talked about the centaur thing in the past, mm-hmm. but I didn't know unicorns was a thing until the last couple of days when I was re- doing my diligent research for this episode. I see. So. Okay. Well, thanks for the information, John. I'll be able to run with that. Do do some further work on my own. Hmm. So, excellent. <laughs> See if you could talk Kelly into something. <laughs> unicorn staff. Just start buying her unicorn staff. Just, just kind of slowly escalate it. <laughs> start with little models, some fucking posters and stuff. And the costume shows up. And then, boom, it's a fucking unicorn tail butt plug <laughs> and a dildo. Dude, she might be into it. You never know. Never know. All right. Well, John. Click through the support page. We're, we're Wet the just beaks. about done here. Yeah, we have two new Patreon supporters. Nice! Last time. One is named Steven, and one is named Stefan. And there's one letter difference, an A and an E there. Oh. So my pronunciations could be way off on both of those. But thanks to you fellas for getting in on this. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them is at the five buck level, so they will be getting in nice. on this next drawing. So I will take some pics be... and post them on the Patreon blog as I post this episode. So yeah, that, I think that's something that we'll be carrying forward as I do mine as well. Okay. Um, since Mission Critical is wrapped up here, I've got a couple ideas that we can hash out to expand the Patreon. Oh, nice stuff for folks out there. And yeah, so next episode will be the drawing for the next model which will be painted oh, by geez. me i really got to pick up the pace here yeah it would be i'll be working would on be the good next for one you to finish be finished by the time that happens i'll be working on the next one and i still won't be finished with the first yeah, there's one no no hard and fast rules there we never set those deadlines so yeah thanks to everybody who's a continued supporter and uh i think that's about it we gotta get out of here all right we're gonna go out with some more 90s fucking hip-hop here this is gonna be a, a tune by too short i'm gonna hit the west coast this tune is an old school fucking rap battle. Fellas versus the ladies. This is called Don't Fight the Feeling. Nice. Suck my balls. Say how, say how, say how. Yeah, you. Can I ask you a question? Question. You like to fuck? Fuck. Oh, you don't want me to talk to you like that? Well, you like to make love, love. I saw you walking down the street and I had to stop. Turn up the radio and drop the top. I see you look so good and you're so fine. Young tender, would you be mine? I get you in my car, I drive you to my house because I'm a Mac. I cold turn you out. I won't ask and I sure won't beg. Reach right over and rub your leg. I let my hands slide between your mini skirt. Slip a finger in your panty straight, go to work. What time is it? Don't watch the clock. Lay back, baby doll, and I'll rock the cock. Funky fresh I am, and I always can. Freak nasty. I'm the man. I take you out to the finest restaurant. Buy you any damn thing that 
that you want. You want flowers? I buy your ass a rose, but later on you're coming out thin pantyhose. You want gold? Girl, what's next? It's me and you doing the sex. So now you know I'm just a freak. Give it up, baby. I can't wait two weeks. I want it all. Don't say I won't get it, girl. Now I'm telling you, don't, don't, don't. Playing 
it Especially when you know just who can get it Ain't nobody tripping cause I know I'm right You could be black or you could be white For a girl it really don't take too long But a girl's always trying to turn you on With a little squeeze but it's just a tease Give her some time she'll be on her knees Then I pick her up so I can work the butt Baby, I just wanna try to bust a nut But don't get me wrong, cause you started it all Coming to my house in a camisole But when it's time for me to shove Then you front on all that love First you said that I deserve it Now you fight, don't wanna serve it Gave it some time, so make up your mind Don't fight the feeling, it's time to unwind You was talking about you gonna give me some But I'm rapping for Tay, it don't make me none Bitch. 